0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll hear from the owner of Killarney Auction Mart. Also, we'll have some safety tips as we head towards spring seeding. Up first in today's country comment, we'll hear from Heartland Livestock Manager for the Verdun location, Brennan Jack. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Today, reporter Betty Swatsky chats with Heartland Livestock Manager for the Verdon location, Brennan Jack.
1: certainly has been uh, a whole couple weeks of of some troubling weather for our customers. You know, this is prime time for a lot of uh, customers to be calving, and for some of our customers that have had calves in January and February, uh, you know, they they still are... uh, not out of the clear of getting sick when they get, uh, you know, these drastic amounts of, of rain and snow and, and the insane amount of wind that we've had uh, on them. So there certainly has been some major losses uh, in in the livestock business for sure, and uh, we're sure uh, not out of the clear yet with the big uh, amounts of rain that are coming this weekend. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting for sure.
0: And when you look at the majority of cattle producers, they have their stock out on pasture. It's, it's pasture land for the most part, right?
1: Yeah, you know, that's a good point. Most operations have some sort of a, a setup to get some of them out of the elements, but at this time of the year, and most of the ranchers that are calving in, in larger scale just don't have the facility to take the burden up of all the, uh, of the weather, so... A lot of these animals are out there fending, you know, for themselves, and it's just up to the ranchers to get out there and, and get the calves warmed up, get them strawed up, uh, get them feeling as good as possible. And, and uh, I know that there's a lot of customers that we're working day and night, 24-7 to save calves and to uh, keep the cows in good condition as well. Of course, a lot of the corral handling facilities where where those sheds are that are used in the in the wintertime, of course, with being so late in the year and getting really muddy, a lot of those cattle had to go out uh, onto paddocks closer to the farm, uh, you know, not in the particular handling facilities because it's, of course, going to be too deep with mud. So, yeah, it's kind of one of those things. You keep them in the, in the corrals and, and, uh, and they're up into a couple of feet of mud or you get them out on the, on the hard ground out in the open. So it's, uh, it's certainly been tiring for the producers and we certainly feel for all of those that, that lost, uh, had significant uh, losses in the last couple of weeks and, uh, and uh, we sure hope that it gets better for them.
0: Are you a cattle producer yourself?
1: Yes, I I used to uh, calve out a couple hundred cows uh, when I was over in the Prince Albert, Saskatchewan area. Uh, Right now, I I don't have any here in in the Burton area, but, uh, of course, very closely connected to a lot of customers and a lot of friends, of course, that are are, uh, struggling and going through lack of feed, lack of straw, uh, lack of grass to put... uh, cattle out you know it was such of course coming out of a bad drought uh, there really is no no grass to speak of right now for cattle to go out on grass and with the cold weather you know we're still uh, a good three four weeks out before we're going to see any significant amount of grass so it's just uh, one thing after another you know the the hay pile is, is is not near as big as it normally is Uh, The straw pile is is not near as big, and and, and there's not a lot of grass. And, of course, this awful weather is certainly uh, being an even added uh, burden to the uh, customers that are already uh, have have been through enough.
0: And when you look forward, again, we've got more rain coming. It's been a slow melt, yes, and that's been good for the moisture. But at the same time, going into a new growing season and having a late start, and having this much moisture now, where before we were so dry, but now we are actually looking at maybe too much. Uh, what do you what do you think going forward? What does that picture look like?
1: Well, I think there's significant areas that that needed the moisture, and you know, as bad as it sounds, uh, a really big, you know, calf-killing kind of blizzard, uh, significant storm is really what the province needed, and unfortunately, you know. Um, what what I tell, you know, folks is, yeah, we might have we might lose five percent of the calf crop, uh, but it's gonna save ninety five percent of the cow herd. Um, you know, we, we run the biggest market in Manitoba by, by by quite some volume and uh, you know, we had a lot of customers hold on uh from last year that, you know, we uh were definitely ready for even a bigger herd reduction. But they had managed to hold on, but another year of significant drought uh, would be devastating for the ag industry, in, in, uh, especially in the livestock in Manitoba. Uh, so unfortunately, you know, the, the major amounts of moisture that's coming, it is, it is a double-edged sword, but uh, that's what it takes to end a drought, is a, is a big, widespread area with major amounts of moisture. And uh, unfortunately, I think it's what the province needed to keep the cow numbers uh,
0: get the problem. That was Brennan Jack. He's the manager of Heartland Livestock at the Verdon location. He was chatting with reporter Betty Sawatsky. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon. I'm Corey Canute. The Agra stability enrollment deadline for the 2022 program year has been extended from April 30th to June 30th. The step agreed to by federal, provincial, and territorial governments will enable the program to help more farmers manage the impact of challenges facing many farm operations, such as production loss, disease outbreak, increased costs, and changing market conditions. Farmers experiencing losses are encouraged to apply for interim payments under AgriStability for more rapid support. AgriStability is a margin-based program designed to help producers manage large income declines. The Canadian Grain Commission says Canadian producers will see changes to grain delivery declarations for the 2022-23 crop year. Starting July 1st in eastern Canada and August 1st in western Canada, declarations of eligibility will be required across the country. Only grains subject to variety registration based on quality considerations will require a declaration. As a result, certain grains will no longer need to be declared under regulation. Remy Goslin is head of communications with the Canadian Grain Commission. We
2: had the opportunity to meet with uh, Eastern Canadian producers and industry and also had high-level discussions with uh, Western farm groups as well as Western industry. What we heard in terms of feedback is that the quality uh, assurance considerations should only apply to certain grains for which quality parameters apply when varieties are registered. Uh, So we heard that loud and clear and we were rolling back some of the requirements uh, in terms of which grains are covered by the declarations.
0: Previously, the Declaration of Eligibility requirement applied to all grains regulated by virtue of the Canada Grain Act and only applied to Western Canada. American producers who deliver grain in Canada have the same obligations as Canadian producers and will also be required to sign the Declaration of Eligibility. And the Canadian Agricultural Safety Association has some tips for farmers before they hit the road this spring with large machinery. Here's Rob Gobe. Try
3: to ensure that our tyres and equipment are as clean as possible before entering public roadway. Even if we spend five minutes, uh, you know, taking off mud chunks of our equipment before hitting the highway, that can save uh, a situation for a motorist behind the tractor. Make sure we have good operating condition for our equipment. Again, make sure our lights are working, including our four-way flashers and uh, turning signals, and making sure that we have our slow-moving uh, vehicle signs Clearly visible for the motorists uh, approaching.
0: That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Friday, April 29th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from Rob Gobay with the Canadian Agricultural Safety Association. Today, we're joined by Rob Gobay with the Canadian Agricultural Safety Association who has some advice for farmers as we head towards spring seeding.
3: Yeah, well, I've broken uh, the whole uh, concept of spring seeding down into four basic uh, groups. So we've got our people, we've got our equipment, we've got materials, and the environment. So uh, a lot of it starts with just a general inspection of your operation, typical safety guy comment, I realize, Um, but we want to be proactive about um, situations and uh, not reactive. So starting with the people, um, we want to assess the level of training for ourselves and our um, workers on the farm. So, you know, things like tractor training, uh, you know, ensuring that we have competent operators and they're authorized to use the uh, equipment as well. That definitely uh, will help in the due diligence sense and in a safe operation sense. Um, We want to make sure that uh, the uh, people using the tractors and the feeders are familiar with the feeding equipment. Um, You know, there's some moving parts, there's, uh, you know, potential for confined spaces in the uh, large cedars, things like that. So we want to be aware of the hazards uh, involved with that type of equipment operation. And again, we want to make sure that people are trained for the job tasks according to the safe work procedures that hopefully people are starting to develop on the farm. Um, Moving on to the equipment end of things, we want to make sure, of course, that the equipment is maintained Uh, As a safety guy, I'm uh, definitely a Murphy's Law kind of uh, attitude, so if it's not maintained, it's probably going to break down when we need it the most, so that's why we want to be proactive. Um, Also, we want to make sure that we have fire extinguishers uh, inspected, topped up as needed, and readily available on the equipment we're using. Um, And... We also want to make sure that we have personal protective equipment readily available for use uh, according to the hazards present for the job tasks we're performing. Next, we have the uh, materials. So we want to make sure that we have our supplies ordered and uh, stored properly so the seed, you know, it can go out of condition, much like the grain, um, if we're not storing it properly. So we want to make sure that you know, it's in good condition when we uh, are applying it out in the field. Uh, And that also applies to our fuel and related fluids, such as oil and coolant, Uh, for example, for our equipment. uh, We want to make sure that's readily available, ordered ahead of time, uh, and uh, again, stored properly. Uh, And lastly, we have the environment. So we want to make sure we inspect our fields before we're even going into the uh, field and make sure that it's in good condition to, you know, get in there with the equipment. Uh, last thing we need to uh, do is get stuck and uh, spend a lot of time and effort uh, getting unstuck. So, you know, things like standing water in the field, um, mud, even at this time of year, thanks to the winter we've had, uh, there's potential for snow. Uh, especially in close proximity to the uh, more bushy areas at the edge of the uh, field, potentially. Um, And very last thing I wanted to mention was uh, having an emergency response plan for weather, getting unstuck if we do get stuck, and making sure that we have communication uh, devices available uh, on board in case we need help from someone else.
0: All right, and uh, Rob, I uh, wanted to talk a little bit as well, uh, just about maybe some, some highway safety. You know, we're going to see some of these big machines on the roads here pretty soon. Um, any advice for for farmers or motorists who, who see these on the roads?
3: Well, for farmers, I would say just, uh, you know, try to clean, uh, try to ensure that our tires and equipment are as clean as possible uh, before entering... Uh, um, Public roadway. Uh, of course, it's easier said than done, but even if we spend five minutes, uh, you know, taking off mud chunks of our equipment before hitting the highway, that can save uh, a, a situation for a motorist behind the tractor. Uh, make sure we have good operating condition for our equipment. Again, make sure our lights are working, uh, including our four way flashers and signal uh, turning signals and making sure that we have our slow-moving uh, vehicle signs clearly visible for the motorists uh, approaching and uh, and um, for the motorists on the highway uh, that may be uh, exposed to equipment traffic. Just keep in mind that, uh, you know, they are slower-moving vehicles than highway speed, so our approach time is uh, we, we definitely approach much quicker at highway speed than we anticipate. So break early, be patient, um, and watch out for, um, you know, left-hand turns are uh, a major issue uh, with equipment on the roadway. So if a, a tractor veers right, there's a good chance they're going to turn left. Often people mistake that for pulling over and, and flagging someone to pass that is usually not the case so we just want to make sure that we have ample room and ample time to pass
0: safely all right um anything else here rob that you wanted to to highlight or
3: um no but it was a great uh point uh, uh road safety week is coming up it is going to be may 17th to 23rd this year and we are partnering up with um with uh, the road safety folks to um promote uh, safety on the roadways in the spring
0: That was Rob Gobay with the Canadian Agricultural Safety Association. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. A workshop entitled Start Your Grazing Plan will be held May 3rd at the Brookdale Farm, north of Brandon. You can register on the Manitoba Beef and Forage Initiative website. Another workshop will be held May 5th at the Ericsdale Community Centre. Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada has established an e-commerce resource hub where Canadian agri-food companies can access resources to take advantage of global opportunities to sell products online. The sessions begin May 4th and conclude June 6th. Each week covers a different topic. You can register on the Manitoba Agriculture website. The 2022 Spring Farmers Market Coordinator Gathering is being planned for May 13th in Winnipeg. The gathering will include workshops, lunch, solution mill, as well as time to connect with fellow coordinators. Get all the details with Direct Farm Manitoba. And Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association is putting on a fence and water solutions workshop June 1st. The cost $30. You can register on the MFGA website. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon. The owner of Killarney Auction Mart says the weather is having a real impact on cattle. Here's Alan Monroe.
4: It's tough out there, you know. Uh, a lot of these guys calving this time of year, they're running pretty good numbers, and you know, if you calve in February, you have you have facilities to handle all those cattle and put them in inside and, and whatnot. But this time of year, you know, we we generally don't have snow and, and sideways winds and what, so it's uh, it's tough on the tough on the cows and tough on the cowboys looking after them. Uh, they're they're working their butts off out there to do their very best. It's generally just lost money. Uh, in the past, there's been some storms come through that there was uh, some programs came out. Uh, I see North Dakota's coming out with some programs. There's parts, parts of Saskatchewan. If these guys are experiencing some losses, I, I was uh, visiting with Doyle Panuk this morning, our MLA in this area, and he said, you know, have them call into that toll-free line at MESC, report their losses, because if they don't know what's going on, they can't do anything. So, so pick up that phone and get a hold of them and, uh, and let them know. Well, I'll say it's windy, cold weather. Anyone calving anywhere is, is struggling. Uh, you know, there's the eastern Saskatchewan. I think they got a little more snow than we did. Uh, you get in the southwest Manitoba, and you know, everyone had the wind and and the rain and that. And then you know, it's it's tough all around. It, it's much needed moisture. You know, we 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 went through a year of drought, and and we prayed for for moisture, and, and now we're getting it. And it's it's, it's just an opportune time for the guys who are calving right now.
0: That was Alan Monroe, owner of Killarney Auction Mart. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. The Canadian Agricultural Safety Association has some tips for motorists who might encounter large machinery on the roads this spring. Here's Rob Gobay.
3: Just keep in mind that uh, they are slower moving vehicles than highway speed. So we, we definitely approach much quicker at highway speed than we anticipate. Break early, be patient, and watch out for left-hand turns are a major issue uh, with equipment on the roadway. So if a a tractor veers right, there's a good chance they're going to turn left. Often people mistake that for pulling over and, and flagging someone to pass. That is usually not
0: the case. The Canadian Grain Commission has announced changes to grain delivery declarations for the 2022-23 crop year. Here's Head of Communications Remy Goslin.
2: So starting July 1st in eastern Canada and August 1st in western Canada, declarations of eligibility at uh, the time of delivery uh, will be required uh, across uh, the country. Now in western Canada that requirement is not new, but in eastern Canada it is. Uh, We've been working with Eastern Canadian producers to introduce declarations for the last uh, couple of years. Now, what's different for Western producers is that only grains subject to variety registration uh, based on quality considerations will now require a declaration.
0: The Canadian Grain Commission is making the change after consultations with stakeholders. And Linamar Corporation has announced that it has entered into an agreement to acquire the Selford Group of Companies. Selford is a global leader in crop nutrition application and tillage products based in Ontario. Under the terms of the agreement, Linamar will pay approximately $260 million to Selford Group's shareholders. The purchase is expected to close during the second quarter of this year. The acquisition of the Selford Group will expand Linamar's agriculture's portfolio, which is currently anchored by MacDon Industries. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can meet us back here on Monday, starting at 12 noon.